today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We all heard the uh, tragic news and, and diagnosis of Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy, announcing uh, his diagnosis of stage four pancreatic cancer. You've heard the excerpt. He's, here's a little bit of it for those that haven't. I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. And that has to be the best reason at all, uh, of all given. Uh, let's bring in Michelle uh, Capobianco, Executive Director, Pancreatic Cancer Canada, and find out more about this disease. Michelle, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you. So, Michelle, why is this disease so deadly? It, it appears when people get a, a diagnosis like this, it isn't positive. Why, why is this type of cancer so deadly? Part of the reason is that very little research is being done into pancreatic cancer and what causes it. If you got a diagnosis 40 years ago today of pancreatic cancer, you would basically see here the same thing as you hear today, that 93, so 93% mortality rate. Money isn't being funded into research. New drugs aren't coming through the pipeline. And the pancreatic cancer itself is really hard to find and detect. Uh, we hear so much about the, the great strides we've made when it comes to cancer research and, and fighting cancers, uh, diseases that people died of uh, even a decade ago. They are surviving. Why are, why are we so slow on this, uh, on pancreatic cancer? I think part of the reason is that there are so few survivors of pancreatic cancer. If you take a look at breast cancer and what's happened over the years, there were survivors. And as more and more people began to survive and could speak up about it and demand better, things changed. We, the reality is, have very few survivors. And there's been a lot of energy promotion and money put into other cancers and into advertising those other cancers. We simply don't have that kind of money to draw attention to it. Hmm. Uh, that being said, it seems like the mortality rate, obviously quite high. Is it generating more attention now because it has, it seems to be one that is, is, is falling behind in this regard? Unfortunately, I would say no. The mortality rate hasn't changed in a, in a number of years. It's just not improving at all, whereas, as you said, other cancers are certainly improving. I think when it starts gaining attention is, A, when we do an awareness campaign and we're able to speak, like you generously had us on today, but sadly, when somebody famous like Aretha Franklin or like Alex Trebek is diagnosed, people all of a sudden remember that and you hear people talking about other people they know that died and how incredibly fast the disease took them. Uh, you talked about one of the reasons it's so deadly is because uh, not only it's spreading fast, but it's hard to diagnose. So what are the symptoms? What, what can people take away from this as far as their own bodies? What should we be looking for? Right. So first of all, there is no screening test. Unlike other cancers, there's absolutely no screening test available right now for pancreatic. The symptoms of pancreatic cancer are quite vague. It is mild nausea that won't go away. It's pain in your lower back or between your shoulder blades that won't go away. You might have late onset of diabetes or a sudden weight loss when you weren't planning on losing weight. Eventually, as it progresses and metastasizes, you'll get itchy skin and you will start to turn yellow. But at, usually at that point, it is spread outside of the pancreas. And how do we test for it then? You need to have a CT scan. So if you are experiencing several of those symptoms over a period of time and they're not going away, you need to ask your doctor to have a CT scan done and specifically look for your pancreas. 
with our healthcare system, we always want to look for the least expensive solution to somebody's illness. And the problem with that with pancreatic cancer is it takes so long to do so many of those other tests mm. that by the time they actually do the right test, it's too late. CT scans, quite expensive, long waiting lines, correct? Yes. Um, explain the pancreas, what it does, and and um, and and what happens. We we've heard that some people have survived this uh, uh, ten years, twenty years, uh, and, and of course have had their pancreas removed. That would seem, my goodness, if you can remove the organ, the the, the problem solved. Um, explain what this organ does and and the complications involved. Sure. So the pancreas helps to balance the insulin level in your body. So it's an important organ, but it is indeed something you can live without or live with only a partial pancreas. The challenge is where the pancreas is located, behind your stomach. It's quite buried quite deeply in your body, and a a number of major arteries run through your pancreas. So depending on where the tumor is located on the pancreas, surgery may or may not even be an option. So as a round figure, about 20% of all people with pancreatic cancer are operable. Only 20% of those will survive beyond five years. So it's a really small percentage of people who are able to survive. Absolutely, we do have survivors, and we hope that Alex Trebek will be one of those survivors and beat the odds. Is there any, do we have any sort of idea who may suffer from this disease ahead of time? Is there any, uh, is there any indication there, any clue there, uh, for example, hereditary or people with uh, diabetes or, 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 or blood sugar issues? Does that, does that relate to this? It does relate for a small percentage of people. So as I mentioned, late onset of diabetes, so you're 50 or 60 and all of a sudden you have diabetes or a sudden weight loss, that should be a sign you go into your GP and talk about it. There is a connection with the BRCA gene, as we've seen with breast cancer. In fact, one of our survivors, Libby Snymer, who you may well know, hmm. had breast cancer, survived it, found out she was a carrier of the BRCA gene, got pancreatic cancer, and was able to survive that. The third group is people, Ashkenazi Jews, seem to have a slightly higher percentage as well. And there's a hereditary factor. So Dr. Michael Clarfield, our past chair, is a 10-year survivor, his mother also passed from pancreatic cancer. Hmm. Uh, diabetics uh, or, or people with that more susceptible to this? There isn't any link to that. They're more susceptible. I would just be keeping an eye on it if you're having trouble with measuring your insulin, your blood sugar, but no. So for the people who have survived this, there was an interesting story on CTV last night about someone who had survived it for uh, 10 years. What did they do? How did they survive the length of time that they have? Yes, that was Dr. Michael Clarfield, who is our past chair. His pancreatic cancer was diagnosed at stage two. So virtually all pancreatic cancer is diagnosed at stage four. They caught his at stage two. They were really fortunate. He is a medical doctor himself. He may have been a bit more sensitive to some of the symptoms. They were able to remove his pancreas, which made him a diabetic instantly. Right. Um, he went through chemotherapy and radiation, but he is a 10-year survivor. So what are, for those that may not know, what are the different stages, stage one, two, three, and four of, can- of cancer? What does that mean? So stage one of cancer is, is the very nucleus of cancer cells that just started to appear and they are, may not have spread yet or duplicated themselves, replicated themselves. Stage one is a very early sort of ideal stage. Stage two, they're beginning to replicate themselves and spread out into the organ. 
stage three and four is as they metastasize, which means they move on to another organ. So it's an insidious disease, and it expands through your body and goes into different organs. Usually the liver after the pancreas is the next spot where it would go, and that, as I mentioned earlier, is a result of liver cancer being in your liver is you start seeing some very clear signs that we all know to look for. So the, the whites of your eyes are becoming yellow, your skin's tinging yellow, and that really is often the panic sign that makes people go to the emergency and get the final diagnosis. Uh, is there any way that the doctors or, or the, the medical community can screen us for this early? There's, no, there's nothing there, is there? No, there's nothing there, but what we need to do and what Pancreatic Cancer Canada is working very hard at doing is educating GPs of what to look for. The general public and GPs need to know if you see these relatively mild signs, you see them together and they're persistent, you need to be persistent in asking for the right kind of test and getting a CT scan. So that's really where our concentration has been on making sure that people get to their GP in the first place, get the right test, and then get referred to an oncologist who can perhaps operate on you or give you some chemotherapy drugs to extend time. Time becomes a very valuable proposition if you're living with pancreatic cancer. If some of these drugs can make you live a week, two weeks longer, for some people that could mean the difference between walking their child down the aisle, Hmm. holding their grandchild for the first time. So time needs to be looked at differently, and that's also something we sort of battle against when drugs are being reviewed in Canada and they're trying to decide which ones are going to be priced properly, which ones are going to be paid for by government, uh, they often look at time. And uh, that's an uphill battle we fight because time is not the same for a pancreatic cancer patient as it is for some other cancers. Uh, is, are the cases of pancreatic cancer growing? Is this becoming more and more of a problem? They actually do appear to be growing. Um, and I would put that down in part to the fact that pancreatic cancer wasn't diagnosed before. So they would say people died of liver cancer or other cancers, not recognizing right. where it originated. Right. Um, but besides that, there do appear to be more cases. Atlantic Canada has the highest rate in Canada. Japan has the highest rate in the world. And as I said, by 2030, it's set to be the number two cancer killer in North America. And we don't know anything that, that leads to the cause. We, we have nothing there either, correct? Not really. I mean, there's great research, and I don't want to take away from some of the amazing research that's being done and that we, in fact, fund. They're making real strides in research. They're starting to share from center to center, so there's no duplication of research. We created a program called Pank one that recognizes centers of excellence across the country, and they're starting to share the results. We're very hopeful about seeing results in the next five to ten years, but we're still a ways off, and we're still desperate for funding. Uh, what what does this sort of recognition, when someone like an Alex Trebek speaks out, and again, I, I, I'm just hearing of more and more cases, but as you said, uh, they're probably deciphering those from liver cancer and such, so you're certainly hearing about it a lot more. When someone of, of, of Alex Trebek's stature uh, comes out and does what they de- what they've done. How does that help what you do? Yeah, it changes. It changes a lot. I mean, first and foremost, our thoughts go out to Alex and his family. We know the kind of battle that he's facing, and we are inspired by his courage to tackle it. When someone is willing to come forward and talk about it publicly and really put a spotlight on the disease, it raises our awareness significantly. In general, it raises our donations. Quite frankly. It also gives people a chance to go through the experience if you're such a public figure as Alex Trebek is, and if he continues to tape his show and appear on television as he goes through his treatments, uh, you're going to see the toll that the treatments take. The treatments are, are hard. 
and mm. God willing, he beats the odds. Um, but the odds are not in his favor at stage four, and so members of the public might be very shocked to realize how little time he might have left. Yeah, it doesn't take long, does it? It really doesn't. It's often 12 weeks from diagnosis to death. Um, is this, uh, you, you know, we were talking about research and, and how we've made so many gains in other forms of cancers and such. Do you see a solution to this? Is it just ca- a case of, you know, if we only do this, then we can figure it out? Or is it something like a cure for AIDS where, you know, this is complex, there's there's multi-layers to this, and, and it's going to take a long time to, to get there? Uh, whereas, are you confident if we just focus on this, we can really make some ground and, 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 and really get a, get a handle on this disease? Yeah, pancreatic cancer is complex, and we realize it's now just not one kind of cancer. It's many other kinds of pancreatic There are many kinds of pancreatic cancer. But I really do believe, when I took this job three and a half years ago, I believed that the success that we have had in breast cancer can be replicated in pancreatic. If just a small group of people could demand better and say this is not acceptable, that 2%, 2% of our funding for all cancers, goes to pancreatic. If there was an uprising about that, I absolutely believe the focus would change and we could have a cure. And again, there, there's no... Re, uh, we Talk about hereditary again. You, you said that is the case, that it, it can be hereditary, but not necessarily. Correct me on that again. Yeah, uh, yeah it varies. It's, it's a really complex disease, as I was saying earlier. We have people who have a family member or multiple family members who have had pancreatic cancer, and then they get pancreatic cancer. But there has not been great success to date in doing testing with people ahead of time. So there's been projects where they get a group of people who have familial pancreatic cancer, and they try to take CT scans every six months and see what they're able to track if pancreatic cancer develops. They weren't, simply weren't able to do it in a way that would make sense, that would be remotely cost-effective. They just didn't pick up the numbers that they would need to of people. There were still many, many percentage of people who had familial pancreatic cancer but did not develop it. So, no, that, unfortunately, does not appear right now to be a route. You were talking about, uh, we were talking about signs and uh, what people can look for. Uh, in order to, to perhaps get, get a jump on this, you, you said uh, back pain, back pain between the shoulders, uh, fatigue. That could be a lot of different things. Does this often get confused as, you, you know, other situations? I mean, the, the person in this that we were, you were speaking of that beat it, you know, 40 years old with a young kid, he just thought he was worn down. Yeah. Yeah, it often does get um, confused for other other signs and symptoms, and we have to be much more on the lookout of it and look for the combination of of symptoms coming together. And that's when we really have to step up and get a CT scan and see what we can do. And that is the only way to confirm this is the CT scan? Yeah, you might get some radiologists who are able to see it on an ultrasound, but it's quite difficult, similar to the appendix. It's quite difficult to see on an ultrasound. You need to know what you're looking for. So a CT scan is a certain way to see it. And obviously, time is of the essence with this disease. Absolutely. Time is, time is everything. There is a race for researchers to get to a cure. There's a race to get more funding. I mean, researchers will go where there is funding. If there is no funding available for pancreatic cancer, they will choose something like breast cancer to study. And so we have a dearth of pancreatic cancer researchers. And sadly, it just always circles back to money and public will. 
You talked about certain regions uh, where it, it seems to be higher, uh, cases of that higher. Is there is there anything we have learned from that or or uh, that can give us some sort of indication of of, of what might cause it or, or how we, we get here? Yes, there are pockets in the country, so as I mentioned in Atlantic Canada, but also in Quebec, where you get people who are from a similar background, whether it's Francophones or Ashkenazi Jews, that tend to stay within their same group and marry right. within the same group, right. and that seems to cause an increase. Also in Japan, where you get people who tend to, to stay and marry fellow Japanese, right. pancreatic cancer seems to be on the rise in those areas. Anything lifestyle related to this? So all of the basics that you should do anyway, I mean, smoking is certainly linked to it, obesity is linked to it, uh, just generally taking care of yourself. But to be clear, we have athletes who are struck down with this disease. We have people who are in the prime of their life, um, 20-year-old woman who survived it, 31-year-old woman who didn't. So it is, you know, to take care of yourself the way you should normally do. But there's nothing, there's no magic bullet right now. Yeah, like it looks, you know, Alex Trebek for 78, he looks pretty good. He looks fabulous. We should also be so lucky. <laughs> exactly. Does age play a factor here? Is it more, is it an age, is it a disease of the old? I mean, man, I know a guy that uh, died of it that was 50. Uh, does it have any age group? So primarily it comes between 60 years old and plus, but we are again seeing younger and younger people being diagnosed. And I think that that Age is also a factor. Ageism plays a role here when you're starting to look at time. If you look at somebody who's 78 or 80 who's not famous, are drug companies going to go the full limit to develop the drugs that are necessary to keep them alive? Is the Canadian government going to agree to fund these drugs that's going to maybe keep someone alive for a month or two months? Mm -hmm. I think these questions have to be asked in a very public forum. Michelle, if people want to find out more about uh, Pancreatic Cancer Canada, where do we go? What do we do? PancreaticCancerCanada.ca is the best place to go. We're on social media as well, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Please reach out to us whether you are battling the disease currently or a caregiver or you've lost someone to the disease. We would really like to hear from you and, and offer any assistance that we can. PancreaticCancerCanada.ca to find out more. Michelle Capi, uh, Capobianco has been with us, uh, of course, Executive Director of Pancreatic Cancer Canada. Michelle, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.